And so today I just want to bring you a, a little talk about worry, the face, facing worry. How many of you worry about something at some point in your life? Whether it's today or you are, know that tomorrow is going to have some worry. Uh, so today we're going to talk about that. So our verse for today is Luke uh, 12, 22 through 34. So you can follow along on your phone or I have it here on the screen. Uh, it says this, Then Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothes. Consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap, meaning they don't plant or harvest things. They have no storeroom or barn, yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable are you than birds? Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Consider how the wildflowers grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all of his splendor uh, was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you, you of little faith? And do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it, for the pagan world runs after such things, and your father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom, and all these things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Let's pray. Father, we come to you this morning. God, we thank you for this uh, chance to just be here and to be in your presence. Lord, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for your love that you carry us through these things. We ask you uh, to just bless our time together and be with us. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, I forgot the end. It says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. So God is trying to, Jesus is communicating to his people that we, they should not be worrying about things right? So we kind of we get that feeling in that sense. Uh, so maybe should I just drop the mic and we be done today? No, it's, it's really not that easy, is it? It's like reading the Ikea manual sometimes. We can look at the pictures and we can read through all the different things that we need to do to put to our furniture together, but sometimes it takes a little bit more than just looking at the pictures that we have to walk through and make mistakes, that's not really how God wants it to be for us, but that's who we are, and Jesus knows that. And so when we deal with our worry, there's some things that we should do. The first of all is we should acknowledge we have worry in our life, right? There are things that bother us, whether it's our uh, a relationship that we have, or whether it's the finances that we have in our life, or whether it's our job is a worry, or where we're going to uh, buy a house, or whether it's, it's just, um, how are we going to put food on the, on the table this week? We all have different worries in different times and seasons in our life, right? There are things that we face. There are troubles that we face. We may think that, oh, today's a great day and things are going well, but then, boom, something shows up. Oh, my SL card is not working. I can't get on the subway today. 
I got to get to work. Oh, sorry, boss. I got to call in. And they're like, just use the app. You can pay with your bank card and get your card going, right? So the boss gives you, gives you a reason to, to not to worry. But we have, we have those worries sometimes. Sometimes they're huge. Financial worries. Oh, I got to move out of my house in 60 days because that's what the landlord just said. Sometimes they're the small things. Oh, my shoelaces broke today. When, where am I going to find new shoelaces on the way to work? What is open this morning? But we all have worries. But we have to realize worry can also take place and choke out the word of God. The parable of the sower that Jesus tells a little bit earlier, he talks about how the farmer throws his seed out and sometimes the seed falls on the, on the ground, it gets in and starts to grow, but then the weeds also grow up. And so sometimes the worries of life are like those weeds. They can choke out the good things in our life. We can get distracted, right? We can feel like life is going well, but then here's a worry that, and here's another worry and oh, I'm getting sick and oh, uh, I'm losing out on some finances. Oh, uh, my kids got to stay home today. So I got a VOB and I got a big project at work I got to get done. There can be a lot of different things that bring about worry in our life. But we need to recognize that we can also be tempted by those worries. Jesus knew what we would be going through. Let's just look at Jesus' life. Yes, we have Jesus' life recorded in, in the gospel, but it's not, it's not everything that Jesus experienced. But we do know that Jesus was harassed or hounded or persecuted by the religious uh, leaders of that day. They were always there questioning him. They were following him around saying, Jesus, why are you doing that? Why are you doing this? So Jesus understands some of the worries and the challenges Yet many of us, we are also just desperate for peace. The worries that we have bring up a realization, man, I just don't have enough peace in my life. I don't have enough calmness going on. It feels like there's just a storm raging in my life. Yet Jesus also experienced the storm. But then the example and the story we read in Mark is, Jesus was asleep during the storm. Jesus was on a boat in the middle of the Sea of Galilee with his disciples, and a storm came up, and the disciples are going, Ah, this is crazy. We're going to sink. And yet Jesus is fast asleep, sitting, sitting just on the boat, sleeping. And they're like, Jesus, wake up, wake up. Why are you sleeping? It's a crazy storm. we got to get out of here. She's like, why are you worrying about this? Peace, be still, storm. Calm down. In that moment, Jesus calmed the, the storm, and the wind, and the waves. Folks, Jesus wants to speak peace into your life. But if you're constantly worried about that and not yet going to Jesus, then how is Jesus going to be able to speak peace into your life? If the disciples didn't go to Jesus and wake him, wake him up and say, Jesus, there's a storm, would Jesus have been able to calm the storm? Well, yeah, probably, for sure, because he's Jesus. But they didn't go to him and express the need that they had. So we have to realize that we may have all these worries, and yet God has peace for us. But we need to activate and initiate the exchange of all worry for his peace.
we try to eliminate sometimes the worry that we face in our life by just uh, we try to eliminate worry by eliminating the uncertainty that we face can we really but can we really have that much control over our life yeah we can like for me I have a car and my car has the warning lights it says it's time for you to take it into service well nothing's wrong with it but you take it in and so you try to care for the car and do the preventative maintenance but is doing preventative maintenance always going to solve and make sure my car is running no not always because just like working out and and keep trying to keep healthy and take my vitamins sometimes i just get sick it just happens i try to control all those other things but yet sometimes the bad happens we can try and control all of the aspects of our life but in the end we just end up burning out or we fall apart or things get worse for us we have to realize we can't control everything but yet we have a savior we have a a god a creator who can control everything sometimes we also try to eliminate worry by withdrawing or detaching ourselves from those things that might worry us all right so let's let a uh, time of real honesty things that sometimes worry me my daughter she's 13 sometimes it, i'm just worried so should i eliminate worry by detaching myself from my daughter would that be healthy no for either one of us it wouldn't be healthy because God's given me the responsibility to be her parent. And she needs me to be able to speak into her life. She also needs me to kind of set some boundaries, even though she's going to rage and be a storm against me in that. But she needs me to be there for her. And when I set those boundaries and she rages and goes outside of it, she also needs me to be a, a grace and a peace and a merciful father to bring her back in with right correction and helping her back onto the right path. So if we want to eliminate worry and we try to detach ourselves from those things that might worry us, it can create a, a, a disaster for us or for someone else that needs us to be there. As we have, we are human beings and a lot of us, or all of us, we are made for relationship. Now, some of us, three or four people, we're good. But for others, we need like six, seven people in our life. But if we detach from those aspects and those people, then we are losing out on those relationships. And yet also they are losing out on the relationship that could be possible with us. So we can't detach ourselves. It's at a great price. Jesus, as I mentioned, he was opposing, so he understands our worry that we go through. The disciples left him. People chose not to follow him. Someone says, hey, Jesus, I want to follow you. And Jesus said, okay, here, do this and that. And, Jesus, and the guy's like, no, I can't do that. And yet in the, the moment that of Jesus' greatest need hanging on the cross, all but one disciple were gone. Talk about feeling lonely feeling worry. Jesus also says it's right to care about things as well. So how do we respond? How do we respond to the worry that's in our life? Well, first of all, we, we need to remember who we are. 
So in our, in our scripture here, it says in uh, Luke 12, 27, consider how the wildflowers grow. They do not labor or spin. Uh, spin. Uh, yet even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. Uh, before that, it talks about the birds of the air, how they don't, they don't plant anything or grow anything for their food, but yet God takes care of them. So remember who made you. God is the creator. And if our creator, God, takes care of what we would say are smaller things, the birds, the animals, the flowers, does God, our creator, really want to take care of us? Something that's vastly more complex and, and needy than the birds? Yeah, he does. As we sang today, he is a good, good father. And as the word says, what good father does not want to give good gifts to his children? I like giving good gifts to my kids. All of you at one point were a child. You liked receiving good gifts from parents, right? It feels good. It feels nice. And he is our creator. Consider the flowers and the intricacies of the flower and its petals and the design and the photosynthesis and how all the, it needs the bees to be able to pollinate and, and transfer the pollen from one flower to the next for, the, for them to become pollinated in. And have all those things happen. The complexities of just things growing up from the earth and getting nutrients from what we would say is just dirt. And yet, we as creatures are also cared for by the Creator. Worrying doesn't add a single hour to our life. So we can let go of some of that control. And we can recognize that my creator, your creator, loves you and he loves me. And just like he cares for the flowers, brings the sunshine and the rain, he's going to bring some sunshine and rain into your life and my life as well. So that way my worries don't have to consume me. I can say, God, I'm worried about it. When I wake up in the morning, God, I'm worried about this thing, but I choose to give it to you this morning. How else can we respond? We can also focus on what matters. In Luke 12, 31, it says this, but seek his kingdom and these things will be given to you as well. So our focus should be on God's kingdom. What is God's purpose and intention for your life? And what is God's intention for my life? Not just in the grand scheme of things, but for right now, the here and the now, today. As I wake up today, God, what is your kingdom in store for me? What plans do you have for me today? Is there a coworker that I need to talk to? Is there a neighbor I, need, I should say hello to? Is there a kid that is in the stairwell that I should give a high five to, to brighten up their day? Or is there a stranger on the Tunnelbana that I should give a, a legitimate smile to? Because there's not a lot of smiling going on on public transportation, is there? But we can, we can share and spread some love and make someone feel a little bit warm on the inside with a smile or a, a, a good day or a, a hello. I try to, whenever I get on the bus uh, to go to the office or go to my other job, I always try to say good morning to the bus driver. And when I'm getting off the bus, they're always looking in the mirror for people getting off. I, I just, I give the, the, the salute, the hello, the thank you, 
with my uplifted hand just to acknowledge and help them to feel a little bit appreciated. Because how many of you have seen people yell at the bus driver? But not many people are saying thank you to the bus driver. So we can spread some love and we can spread some cheer around through those things. As we focus on what matters, God knows what we need. God knows we need to be clothed. God knows we need some food. God knows we need a roof over our heads. Luke 12, 34, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. As we focus on the right things, as we store up for things that God wants in our life, we're going to be okay. As we put his kingdom first, God, how are you going to, God, you're going to take care of me in this. God, you've given me wisdom to navigate these times. Help me to understand what you would want me to do Help us to find the right place to live. God, we give you our housing situation. Let me use your wisdom. God, you've given me my kids. They're a pain in the butt sometimes, but let me not treat them as a pain in the butt, but let me love them as you have loved me because I, I know I'm a pain in the butt to you as well, but yet you still love me and treat me with grace and mercy. So God, how can I do that? Lord, how can I show your love to my coworkers today? It doesn't have to be Jesus loves you, but it can just be a hello, how are you doing? How was your weekend? Just an honest, real conversation, getting to know someone, building a relationship with them. Church, we are more valuable than the birds of the air and the flowers in the ground. So how much more does your Heavenly Father want to care for you today? But it takes an act of you being obedient or even just saying, yeah, God, I'm going to give you my worries today. I'm going to turn over what I'm thinking and feeling to you today. So I like to do uh, things at the end of the service to help us kind of wrap it up and understand. So these are our takeaways what I call them. First of all, what I want us, all of us to do, not just you, but myself included, because I had a lot of worry this week. And so this is just kind of hitting home that I need to re-engage my focus on God, not just on what I see in front of me. One, I need to recognize the way I try to control or detach myself from situations or people to manage or avoid worry. Sometimes I do that. I'll be honest, sometimes I go I avoid my daughter because it's causing me worry or anxiety, but I should not be avoiding the people that are in my life. She needs me, and I need to love on her. So one, let's recognize the ways we try to do that. Two, let's celebrate that we are created by a God who loves us and looks after us. That should be a a moment of joy in our life. It should be a a ray of sunshine and hope. How many of you are like, the sunshine is starting to feel better and better these days because it's feeling colder and colder, right? I find myself becoming more and more like a Swede, finding the wall so I feel the warmth of the sun because it's the sun coming down on me and then hitting the wall and reflecting on the back. And it's like, I'm in a toaster oven. It feels good. As an American, I was just like, eh. That's the sun. I like the cold better, but I'm also understanding the warmth that the sun brings. 
my God created me and he looks after me. Just like that warm sunshine, that moment on my walk into work, I can pause and God loves me. So let's sometimes pause and recognize and celebrate we are created by a creator who loves us. Number three, let's be intentional. In, let's be intentional about seeking first the rule and reign of God in every area of our daily lives. That is the rule and reign, meaning we give God the authority. We submit ourselves to him. Say, God, you control my life every day in every area. It's not easy to do, is it? I'm a pastor and people think, oh, or at least in America, pastors have it all together. No, it's, it's difficult even for me. But yet, I need to be intentional about doing these things and allowing God to have control of my life every day. Sometimes it's putting a note up on the mirror. Be intentional. Give it to God. Embrace what he has for you today. So church, I just want to encourage you in these areas as we deal with worry. Let's recognize we can't control it all. Yet we have a creator who loves us and can control it all. And then every day we can intentionally choose to give it to him what we're feeling in dealing with. Amen.